0: enemy is the day he'll destroy you that's the reason I told the devil in 1977 If you ever get me down flat on my back I'll kick you to death with both feet because I won't give you the satisfaction of giving up I refuse to turn loose of the revelation of this kingdom what God has put in my. I refuse to give place to the devil. Because when you start thinking that you don't have the strength to fight, that you don't have nothing left to give, that's when you've got to just back up and find out your strength is in the Lord and that He will fight your battles. Amen. There is a kingdom to possess we're going to possess it. Amen. We're going to possess this. This is why God has put this word in us. So right now I just want you to gather your hearts together. And just make up your mind. I'm going to press for understanding. Knowledge and wisdom. I want my. I want my spirit open. Amen. I want my spirit open to what God's doing. The struggle is real. It is real. But the reward is great. So let's just ask God to gather our hearts together. Because it doesn't matter what God reveals to you doesn't matter what you understand. you got to make up your mind. You're going to possess it. There's a lot of people understand what I'm preaching. They just ain't going to go through what it takes to get it. Because this separates you. I warned every one of you when you got around me. I said, this will separate you from your friends. It will separate you from church folks. It will separate you from the people you love. Why? This is a separating gospel. Y'all realize that? But let me tell you something scary. You can go to church, you can shout, praise God, talk in tongues, even be used in a measure in the gifts. Still miss your calling. Still miss the kingdom of God. Now to me that's scary. That's that's deception that's how the enemy can blind you to what God's got for you if you start listening to him and you say well I'll just back this thing off I won't have to fight like this I'll just go to church and be a good little Christian nobody will ever know the difference God will know and you'll know because you will miss the purpose you were put on this earth for to me that's scary amen That's scary. Let's ask God to help us today. Will we do that, Father? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be, Lord, that our eyes can see, our ears can hear, and our heart can understand what the Spirit is speaking Lord, you said in the day that we see with our eyes and hear with our ears and understand with our hearts that you would convert us and we would be healed. God, we need this healing. We need this conversion and understanding that the kingdom of heaven is at the door. Let it be so that every heart is set upon you. Every mind is positioned to hear your word. Give us that strength and wisdom and understanding we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good praise. And y'all go ahead and be seated. I appreciate the Lord today. Hallelujah. I do. I appreciate the Lord. Because I know Lord the Lord is. How many of y'all believe God's doing something new? Y'all believe God's doing something new? Well, then if God's doing something new. We got we gotta find a new way to fight. Y'all believe that? We gotta find a new way to fight. The way we fought, the way we've worshipped, the way we've served God, it's not gonna work in the battle we're going into. Is anybody hearing me today? Y'all hearing what I'm saying? We gotta learn new warfare. We gotta learn new warfare. You know, I was back there meditating on the Lord a while ago, and and years ago when my son was a teenager, matter of fact, I remember it well. It was in 2000 because he wanted to take karate, and I signed him up for karate, and I said, Tell you what, I'll take it with you because I want to do something with him. And we went to the first lesson. The very next week I fell off the roof couldn't take it with him but he went on and I don't remember how far he got. it got seems like he got you know they have different levels of different belts and I think he got to a red belt I'm not sure but he can take care of himself but the point is the skills he's learned is no match for somebody that's a black belt it's no match for somebody that's more advanced well, what we've got is not a match for the enemy. We're fixing the face. So we've got to learn new techniques. we got to get ready. And God is training us and teaching us, but are we applying what God's teaching us? That's the thing. Are we applying what God is teaching us? Because if we're not, then why should God keep teaching us? Amen? Why should God keep teaching us tactics and strategies to bring war to the devil when we're not going to take this battle to him? I'm going to tell you something. Things have changed. I think it was you, Sister Kathy, the Lord spoke to and told us that we're now going to take the battle to the enemy. Did he tell you that? battle had changed See, the battle has changed about all God's people have done has tried to stay saved I'm serious it's about all they've done and, and this spirit has got on people and they talk about their troubles and they talk about the trials and they moaning groaning whine, and they sing about how hard it is and about how great the victory is going to be when we get over yonder Man, we don't get some victory here. We ain't going to get over yonder. Because God is revealing himself in a new and a different way. Can you all agree with me this morning? It's not going to do me any good to preach these truths if we're not going to apply them. And my son texted me last night. And I'm gonna tell you, God's got a way of just giving him insight in things. So he texts me last night. I'd been studying, and my family called, and I had to get on a conference call with my family because we we're praying about things with Mama, and we had to talk some things out. And he texts me, and I didn't get a chance to get back to him. And I stopped reading his text. He said, Daddy, he said, the Lord started dealing with me this week that one dispensation has come to an end. And another dispensation is beginning. He said, When the Holy Ghost, now listen to this, he said, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the book of Acts, and, and on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, he said the law and the prophets came to an end. That dispensation came to an end. And he said, The dispensation of the apostle and prophets of the new covenant came in. I said, Boy, that makes sense. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said the same thing in Matthew eleven. He said, Up to John the Baptist, you had the law and the prophets. But now, from this day forward, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. You're no longer being led by the law and the prophets. You're going to be led by these five ministries that are going to bring you into the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, and are going to edify the body of Christ because we've all got to come in the unity of the faith to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. This kind of word wasn't under the law. The Levitical priesthood, it says in Hebrews, brought no man to perfection. Did y'all know that? Read it in Hebrews, said the Levitical priest brought nobody to perfection. but because that the priesthood was changed. He said, no man that ever sprang out of the tribe of Judah was of the priesthood. Everybody had to come through the tribe of Levi if they were going to be in the priesthood of Aaron. And only the descendants of Aaron himself, I don't care if they was in the tribe of Levi, but only the descendants of de, de, Descendants of Aaron himself could be the high priest. All the others had places in the temple doing things, but just Aaron's seed. The only ones that could be high priests. Well, Jesus didn't come out of the tribe of Levi, He came out of the tribe of Judah. Therefore, being a change in the priesthood, there was a necessity that the law of His Spirit, the law itself, should be changed so we come out from under the law of carnal commandments and now we're coming into the law of the power of an endless life and I am going to possess this I am going to possess this I'm not going to be bound to the law of carnal commandments but I'm coming forth in the power of that endless life do y'all not realize that Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Hallelujah. He has brought life and immortality to light to our understanding through the gospel. He's brought it to our understanding we can possess life, eternal and immortality. Glory. There's a people ain't gonna go through the grave. You hear me? There's a people ain't going through the grave. There's a people ain't going through the grave. Hallelujah! Paul saw him. Paul saw him. He said, "Don't y'all understand? Ain't all of us going to be asleep? All of us ain't going to go to sleep. But we shall all be changed." You're still here after tribulation, and you made it through the tribulation, and you ain't give your life, and you ain't died one to sleep. Then get ready. You're going to be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump. Because Revelation 10 and 7 said, When that seventh or that last trump shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. And the mystery of God is Christ in you. The hope of glory, the ministry of God, the, the mystery of God uh, is that Christ being revealed in you in the fullness. Uh, that is your hope of glory. My God, is somebody with me today? Woo! We not going to be asleep. But we all going to be changed. And you know why we got to be changed? Flesh and blood can't possess this he said flesh and blood cannot inherit you can walk in the authority you can walk in the power you can minister in the authority and dominion of God but when it comes to possessing it there's got to be a change there's got to be a transformation brother Meadow, why do you say that because Jesus himself did not inherit the fullness of the kingdom until after his resurrection he did not inherit the fullness of God until after his resurrection I've had people tell me he walked in the fullness of God here on this earth as a man I said no he didn't no he didn't because there's things he did not know he said there's things that are in my father's power I I don't know I don't know what he's going to do I don't know when he's coming back he said I don't know and he was tempted of the devil my God God cannot be tempted neither tempteth he any man so as a man he overcame as a man he overcame sin as a man I he put sin to death in the flesh uh, Said he abolished the enmity uh, He abolished the carnal mind He conquered uh, The carnal mind The only enmity me and you got uh, Is the carnal mind uh, For the carnal mind is enmity against God uh, It is not subject to the law of God uh, Neither indeed can it be uh, But Jesus abolished the enmity uh, In his flesh uh, He abolished the enmity According uh, to Ephesians The second chapter I, he put sin to death I, in the flesh as a man I, he overcame to give me and you I, the privilege I, of overcoming not just getting forgiven the privilege to overcome hallelujah I don't want to keep sinning and get forgiven keep messing up and get forgiven keep making mistakes and get forgiven Tired of my Chucky. And I'm tired of Chuck Etta. <laughs> You'll hear what I'm saying? Time to put this carnal man to death. Jesus done it. Said he abolished the enmity. That that was in those carnal commandments, he abolished it. Hallelujah. Gain victory over it. John 16 and 33. in the world you're going to have tribulation but in me you shall have peace and be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. First John 2 all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. If he was God he wouldn't have lust of the eyes. He wouldn't have lust of the flesh and he wouldn't have pride of life. What did the devil try to tempt him with? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and he turned down every bit of it. Uh, He turned down every bit of it. Uh, He conquered Satan. He was tempted Uh, in all points like as we are yet without sin. Uh, Are y'all hearing me today? Uh, We have a victor. We have a conqueror. Uh, We have an overcomer. Uh, And he told us in Romans, uh, I believe it was the 8th chapter, uh, that ye are more than conquerors Uh, through him that loved us. uh, We are more than conquerors. We are well able uh, to rise up and go forward uh, and possess this kingdom uh, but my God somebody uh, gotta hear me uh, and you gotta make up your mind to fight uh, and you gotta look at your situation uh, and you gotta realize your enemy you gotta recognize the battle uh, what it takes uh, what you're fighting against what you're laboring for uh, and you gotta sit down uh, and produce a strategy can't whip the devil without a strategy because you do you're gonna do exactly what Paul said I don't do he said I he said I fight but I don't fight as one beats the air I don't get out here and just flail my arms I don't get out here and get mad and just start swinging he said I bring my body under subjection to the working of the Spirit of God he said I bring myself under subjection I bring myself under leadership of the Holy Ghost I bring myself under discipline. Are you hearing me? He said, because if I get out here and fight and after everything I've done and I ain't done it right, he said, I myself can become a castaway. But he said, I don't do that. He said, there's places I went uh, that he said inwardly, uh, outwardly were fightings, inwardly were fears. Uh, he said, there's even one place we went that we were pressed out of measure. Uh, and in that measure we were pressed out of, he said, I despaired even of life itself. Uh, I got so discouraged and heavy burdened and laid down uh, with the fight, with the warfare. Uh, he said that I despaired even of life itself. Yeah, you can get there. Uh, but Paul did did and stay there. I, God, if a righteous man falls six times, I, seven times he's getting up. I, that seven time he's coming up. I, he's coming up with fight. He's coming up with strength. I, he's uh, coming up with overcoming faith. I, I don't care how tired you are. I, get up. I, I don't care how many times you've fallen. I, get up. I, I don't care how discouraged you are. I, rise up. I, Cause greater is he that is within me. Uh, greater is he that is within you uh, than he that is uh, within the world. Uh, and he has given us weapons to fight with. Uh, he's given us a mindset uh, by God to, to learn strategy. Uh, but we got to take what God's given us uh, and apply it. If you don't, you beat yourself to death. You wear yourself out. You know, I I never cared a lot about a lot of sports when I was growing up. Oh I did when I was a teenager, but once I come to serve God, sports didn't just didn't care about it that much. I'd watch some ball games with my son, and I think we even got the opportunity to even go to a game one time. Somebody I think his granddaddy gave him some tickets and I took him to a, a ball game to spend time with him. And I know I'll probably get crucified for that, but that's okay. I ain't worried about it Y'all hear me I ain't worried about it but somewhere I had to learn how to fight and I really got interested in boxing and I found out that when two fighters are coming together they will take hours to study films of the other man's moves. They'll watch the movement of their body. They'll watch the look of their in their eyes. They'll watch how they throw their punches. They'll watch how they move their feet. The time they crawl in the ring with that opponent. They know their every move. They know the way they're going to hold their body. They know the way they're going to turn their head. They know that look's going to come in their eyes when they're going to throw a certain punch. In other words, they're equipped for their battle. They know who they're fighting. They know what their potential is. And they've developed a strategy of how to defeat them. They developed a strategy of where and when they're going to attack them. And when they're going to throw that punch, it's going to take them out. Y'all can say what y'all want to. There two that I really admired, and that was Sugar Ray Leonard and Muhammad Ali. Because I'm going to tell you, Sugar Ray Leonard had a left, you couldn't even see it coming. I've watched him many, many, many times. And that man had a left that was lightning fast, but if he connected with it, you was off your feet. And Muhammad Ali would taunt, he would harass, and he would dance around his opponents until they wore out. till he wore them out, aggravated them, made them mad, and got them to fight in anger instead of with their mind. You can't fight in anger. You can't fight in upsetness. That's the reason you can't let the devil frustrate you. You can't let the devil keep backing you into the same corner and causing you to do the same things that keeps bringing you to that place. You've got to repent and ask God for wisdom and understanding. We have got to learn war. You hear me? I've watched that man. Watched him at the weigh-ins. He would taunt his enemies. Rhyme to them. Psychologically. Tell them, you're going down in eight. You might be great, but you're going down in eight. And it was all mental warfare. Because there ain't no sport, just all physical. It's mental. The battle we're in is spiritual warfare. you got to learn to fight these spirits. you got to learn to do battle with these spirits. And before you can do battle with anything or anybody, you got to recognize what you fight. you got to recognize the ability of your opponent. Because if you don't, he's going to suck you in. He's going to suck you in. He's going to play with you It's time. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of being played with. <laughs> I'm tired of the devil slipping in on me. Is anybody with me today? I'm tired of the devil slipping up on me. I don't want the devil slipping up on me. I want to recognize the enemy. I want to be able to look at him, know what I'm fighting, Sister Deborah, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. Because every enemy I don't care who they are they have weaknesses devil don't come at you in your strength devil comes at you in your weakness he knows where to hit you he knows where to make your knees buckle he knows where to make your heart hurt you think he gonna play fair ain't no fair fight with the devil ain't no fair fight with the devil let me tell you something, you ever get out on the streets and try to survive on the streets, you'll find out real quick, there ain't no fair fight. There ain't no fair fight. You get in a fight out there, you're, most of the time you're in a fight for your life. If you ain't got what it takes, you better find something to equal the odds. Because if you don't, you won't survive. Y'all are survivors so far. We're survivors so far. But the skills that you have, are they going to stand up to what you're coming up against? God's trying to teach us. He's trying to arm us. How many weeks has it been now that I preached on prayer and prayer strategies? We've even studied a a book on prayer strategies and battle plans. But yet, who's implementing it? Who's putting it into action? who's ready to go to war are you hearing me when the battle cry comes when that trumpet sounds you know they had trumpets in the Old Testament and when they blew a certain sound that was a battle cry everybody started strapping their armor on everybody started falling in the ranks everybody started going where the position was to get ready to go to war the Lord's already told us, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain for the day of my wrath, the day of my judgments at hand. Are you going to be able to find your place? Are you going to know where you're supposed to go when that, when that trumpet blows that battle cry? Are you going to be one of those that's armed and ready to go to war? Are you going to be run, one of those running around there trying to find your sword? See, God God is set. Weapons in this word and he's taught us prayer and he's taught us how to present ourselves and how to get ready and how to be strong in battle if we listen If we listen I Told God and I've I've told y'all and I've told God many times. I didn't ask to be put in this position Of leadership. I did not ask God for this Man, I was happy being a good evangelist I was happy having revivals and having healings and miracles, and I have seen God change a lot of lives. I didn't ask God for this. But God had predestined and foreordained to put me in this position, and because God's put me here, that means he's going to get my best. He's going to get my best. If I hurt your feelings, so be it. If I make you mad, so be it. If I upset you, so be it. I'd rather make you mad, hurt your feelings, and make you mad enough to fight me in the natural than I had to so see you lose your walk and your relationship and see so you lose out with God. Because I ain't in this for personal favor. One more person not liking me ain't going to make a whole lot of difference, but I I've got a whole bunch that don't like me to start with. But Jesus said if they hate you, They hated me without a cause. You think they gonna like you? He said, "No. They hated me without a cause. They gonna hate you without a cause." I got people's never laid eyes on me. Don't know what I look like. Wouldn't know if I stood on the sidewalk and talked to them. That hate me without a cause because of what they've heard. Y'all hear me? They hate me without a cause because what people said. There's people hated Jesus, didn't even know who he was. They just went by what everybody said. The Lord's going to help us today. Amen. The Lord's going to help us today. I want you to go with me to Joel, the second chapter. And I probably won't get to all these notes, but I'm going to tell you, if you ever studied up lessons, See, I know some of you ain't studying these notes. You're telling yourself you don't have time. I'll tell you, you better take time. Or the devil's going to catch you off guard. It's like my wife, when she when she saw that ambush, she saw them people surrounded in that ambush. She said them people down there in that valley had no idea what was fixing to happen. Why? They couldn't they couldn't see. They couldn't see the ambush they're fixing to walk into. And those men that were set in that ambush, those was God's God's ministers. Why? Because they were strong. They were saddled battle array and every one of them was in perfect unison. She said when them swords come out, she said they all come out just like a unison, just like that. They pulled them out and every one of them just pulled them out it's like a trained army you ever watched a, a an army march or a rifle brigade rehearse you ever seen them do that drill with them rifles everything's precision perfect God said I'm gonna have an army that ain't gonna break the ranks I'm gonna have a, a people a strong people set in battle array they're not gonna thrust one another they're not gonna get out of order they're not gonna get out of line they're not gonna break the ranks well, Brother Metter, we ain't got that now, no, but God's calling it forth. Is everybody going to be obedient? No, but everybody ain't going to be in this final army either. y'all realize that? I don't care what you're calling this. I don't care how long you've served God. God's looking for obedience. God's looking for somebody that'll listen to training. God's looking for somebody. That let the Spirit of God condition them, and not only condition them, but position them. You know, if you got people out there fighting, and this one flank moves forward, and this and you got soldiers supposed to back them up, and then people go forward and they get in a fight and they're getting overwhelmed, and you ain't in position to back them up where you're supposed to be. You're somewhere way over here, and you're not being obedient and being position where you're supposed to be. You're going to call somebody their spiritual life. Woo. Serious. you got to learn not only to be conditioned, but to be positioned in the spirit where God wants you. God's growing us up. When did God start talking to us about maturity? Probably a year ago. Start telling us time to mature. It's time to get rid of all this carnality. It's time to get rid of this immaturity. And for us to strive to grow in God. Strive. For God to pour out this spirit that's gonna bring us into maturity because I don't care how God's using you I just heard the Spirit of the Lord speak by my mother-in-law I've heard God use her like that before and that's good but she can't stay there because if she stays there she's gonna t- continually walk in something less than the perfected complete will of God for her lives if we settle for what we've had for the last hundred years. Am I making sense to anybody? The church has settled for what it's had the last hundred years. It's settled for an emotional, shouting, tongue-talking. You call it revival, you call it church, you call it praise, you you put any name you want on it. Nothing has changed in nearly 100 years in the worship, in the services, and it's not changing anybody. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Somebody tell me when you go to these services and everything's all emotional, everything's all up, you may feel the presence of God because you start worshiping God. The Lord said, I inhabit the praises of my people people there in faith, people reaching out, people praising God, there is going to be a certain amount of the presence of God that has to be there because God has to honor his word. God's word cannot be broken. I don't care who's doing it. Balaam was a lying, cheating, money-grabbing prophet, and God started out real in his life, and he had a gift in his life, but then he learned how to work that gift for money, but Because he knew how to work that gift and how to use that gift, and God had given it to him, he could still work that gift to a point. And the Bible said the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God may give you a gift. He won't control that gift, but he will hold you accountable for how you use that gift. That's the reason I don't use the gifts. I let the gifts use me. I let that gift use me, Brother Donald. Because I know when that gift uses me, that God, just like I was talking to my son and daughter in law last night, I mean, just talking to him, we're just talking about things. And man, I mean, three seconds—if it's even three seconds—I told him, I said, "Son, I want to tell you something." I said, "I'm telling you by the Spirit of God." And man, when I said that, the power of God stepped in that living room and hit me. And here come the prophecy. Just rolling out probably just a couple of minutes but man it rolled out of me with a power I wouldn't expect it had no premonition or forethought God was fixing to speak like that but it consumed me it took me over but see I didn't have to go off and fast three days to get ready I didn't have to go off and pray three hours or wait on the Lord in prayer for seven days I was prepared my inner man was prepared and then God just like that there it was nothing i had done at that point because I'd already conditioned and I was already positioned You know, when God puts you in basic training, he trains you and he teaches you to follow orders. But since you got people out here everywhere, well, I'm called to God, I'm called to God, God's told me to do this, God's told me to do that, God spoke to me this, God spoke to me that, and ain't nobody together on nothing. Just a bunch of confusion. You know why? People have not sat under leadership. The church has just come together, had what they call an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and everybody's been yanked up and turned loose by the hair of the head. And everybody's just doing their own thing. It's fixing to fall flat on his face. And when it does, you're going to have to have leadership. God is training us for leadership. Let me tell y'all something. God ain't put y'all in basic training no more. Y'all are in ROTC. That means God's getting ready to make an officer out of you. He's taking you out of basic training. He's done taught you conditioning. He's done got you ready to do battle. You've been trained in the weapons of your warfare. Now, God's fixing to put you in leadership courses to get you ready to move forward. what is it ROT stands for ROTC stands for registered officers training reserve officer training course when you come out of ROTC you go in the military you go in as a lieutenant you just go join you go in as a private I'd done, done the private I'd done, done the corporal I'd have done, done the sergeant I'd done not the, what they call non-commissioned officers because when you just go in you can't get any hiring a sergeant unless you take a test. And you've got the ability and you've got the wisdom and understanding that they can make you a candidate for officers' training courses. You can't just go up the ranks. Not anymore. You might could years ago. But you can't just go up the ranks. You get high as a sergeant or master sergeant. And without you take that test, you're not going to go any further than that right there. God's putting you all in ROTC. God's putting y'all in ROTC. It's time to get ready to be used. It's time to get ready to step into leadership. Because I'm going to tell you something. People out there, they don't know nothing about the Spirit of God. They don't know nothing about the working of the Spirit. And there's people out there that are trying to lead people that ain't never been led by the Spirit of God. And it's a disaster. And God ain't going to let it go on. Not in his camp. The Lord's fixing to utter his voice before his camp. He fixing to utter his voice before his army. And when he does, you've got to have an ear to hear you got to have eyes to see. you got to have a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. Hallelujah. I think I said it to Joel 2. This is what I've been hearing for the last two or three days. Y'all let me find my scriptures. But if y'all want those scriptures that I was talking about in Joel 2, he says in verse 7, They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the walls like men of war. They shall march everyone on his own way, and they shall not break their ranks, neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and foe in the city, they shall run upon the wall, they shall climb up upon the houses, and they shall enter in the windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall shall withdraw their shining, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. For his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide in? I don't care who you think you are, what kind of anointing you think you got, God don't have any loose cannons. God don't have loose cannons. So if you can't find you a home church, I don't care what you're called to do. I don't care if you've been prophesied to. You're going to be the greatest apostle that there's ever been. You're going to have to start out under leadership. You're going to have to start out learning the things of God. You're going to have to. If you can't be led, then you can never lead. And there's a lot of people can't be led. They can't be led. You're not going to lead them. Because... They already know more than you. I had people in Fort Payne. didn't matter what I preached, what I said, what God spoke to me, how God revealed the word. I'd always have somebody come tell me, Brother Dog, well, Brother Metter, God showed me that 35 years ago. I said, well, bless your little heart. And finally, I just told myself, well, why aren't you doing something with it? God showed you all this. Why aren't you doing something with it? Don't come in here try stirring up trouble in the church. Don't come in here trying to prophesy and preach and convince everybody what you got and drag somebody off out there and destroy them. Go do your own thing. You ain't gonna listen to nobody know how. <laughs> because they never would stay under leadership. They'd be in a few weeks, out for months. Come back in a few weeks, out for months. In a few weeks, out for months. And you know what they come back for? Get something new that they hadn't heard. That they said God showed them 20 and 25 and 30 years ago. And then go out there and mess somebody up. Because you always got gullible souls. You always got people want to make a fair show in the flesh. That comes through pride. That's why pride's so dangerous. Amen. That's why pride's so dangerous. May I may not be going by my nose, but I'm going and maybe, you know, we may not be going by the nose, but we are going somewhere. God's trying to help us. And don't you think with the kingdom at hand, the devil won't pull every dirty trick in the book. He'll pull every dirty trick in the book. But the thing is, God's trying to get us to stand still and change. Don't matter. Brother Donald, Sister Deborah, how great your pastor was. Because I brought your pastor into this faith. Don't matter how great a woman of God she was. What she done and what she said and how she taught y'all, it's not going to prepare you for the battle that's ahead of you now. Why? She didn't have that knowledge. See, people trying to fight this battle right here, That's ahead of us. Can y'all imagine a group of soldiers out there today on the battlefield with the old flintlock rifles where you had to put the ball and the wadden and the powder and ram it down, pull it up, and you had one shot? Can y'all imagine something like that against an AK 47? It'd be a slaughter but see we're still trying to fight the battle that's coming up before us with the same weapons people have used for hundreds of years y'all hear me today y'all hear me today y'all hear me today now go back to Joel here in a minute but there's a scripture in 2nd Corinthians The fifth chapter and everybody loves to quote it and don't trouble about quoting it is nobody understands it they think they do y'all with me in second Corinthians fifth chapter let's look at 17th verse Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's not a salvation scripture. Y'all hear me? But what do people preach it as? Salvation scripture. Oh, man, when you get saved, you're a new creature. (laughs) Let me tell you something. That kind of work of the Spirit right there don't belong to a baby in Christ. It don't belong to a baby in Christ. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I'll give you the scripture that parallels us and means the same thing. But y'all ain't going to look at this as a salvation scripture. Ephesians 4 and 22. I'll go back to 21 or 20. But you have not so learned Christ. When you come to Christ and salvation, you don't know Christ. You might have had a salvation experience, but you don't know him. You don't know his wisdom. You don't know his knowledge. You don't know his understanding. If so, be that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. When you're a babe on the sincere milk of the word, you ain't been taught. The word is teaching you the fundamentals or the principles or the basics. Amen. That ye put off concerning the former conversation or the former behavior of the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and have put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's exactly what Second Corinthians 5.17 means. It ain't a salvation scripture. But this is what I want to bring to y'all's attention. We've still not put off the old and are putting on the new. He said all things old have passed away. Paul said, put off the old man according to deceitful lust and corruption. And we still battle our old man all the time. Is that not right? So when Paul wrote in Second Corinthians five seventeen he said, if any man be in Christ, that, ain't, that doesn't mean because you've accepted salvation. That means because you have the mind of Christ, the spirit of Christ, the nature of Christ, you are putting on the chari- characteristics of Christ, and Christ is taking over your, your mind and your body and spirit. You are being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Second Corinthians five seventeen and Ephesians four twenty through twenty three and twenty four and twenty five means the same thing as Second Corinthians five seventeen. All things old are passing away; all things are becoming new. Right, you are be, being created a new creature in righteousness and holiness in God. We got to get rid of the old, but you don't do it just because you come down to an altar and say, "Lord, forgive my sins." Even when you get an earnest of the Spirit, even when you get a measure of the Spirit that comes in, you're still carnal. My God, I hope I'm making sense to somebody today. Just because you come down this altar and you repent and God washes your sins away and you get up out of that altar does not mean you are a new creature in Christ Jesus because your old carnal man is still there. You're washed, you're clean, you've been forgiven but you just as much carnal as you was when you repented people don't like to hear this kind of preaching and if you don't launch into a relationship with God into seeking God that experience you had ain't gonna last you're gonna be right back the old man controlling you that's the reason Paul said put off the old man concerning his former behavior you start refusing to behave like you used to you start telling God you've got to have wisdom you've got to have knowledge you've got to have strength you've got to have understanding that's why when I'm preaching these words on strategy when I'm preaching these words on prayer and God is telling us to get in here and pray and seek the face of God and God showed me what he would do in this church if this church would come together in a unity of prayer I don't know what I saw, but is it happening? No, because it's not up to me to get you to come together in a unity of prayer. It's up to me to tell you what God showed me. It's up to you to apply yourself to the word and the will and the working of the Spirit of God for this church. Like I said, y'all can get upset with you if you want to, but it's not my job to make you serve God it's not my job to try to make you pray it's not my job to say all right prayer meet Monday night seven o'clock everybody be here this your church you ain't obligated on a job you need to be here you need to be here is everybody here no some choose to do other things that's not my fault that's not my responsibility that's not my obligation my obligation is to instruct you and what God told me to instruct you with and then my obligation is to be here to lead you in prayer or to pray with you my God we shouldn't even have to be led in prayer anymore (laughs) now should we as old as we are in the Lord and as much word and wisdom and knowledge and understanding as God is revealing we ought to be ready to graduate from officers training school is that right Is anybody with me and see y'all never y'all never paralleled them two scriptures but you read them and look at them they mean the exact same thing they mean the exact same thing you put off the behavior of the old man because you gain something in God you can put that old man off Paul said you put off the behavior of the conversation that word, conversation look it up it means behavior it ain't just your filthy mouth it's your behavior you've got something in God you've grown in God there's something coming to you a measure in Christ and you start putting off the behavior of your old man and all this corruption and deceitful lust that deceived you before messed you up before you ought to have wisdom how to start overcoming that man I don't know how I got here sure wasn't in my notes but the Lord knows what we need amen the Lord knows what we need and the Lord's trying to help us you know when a general gives a, a captain an order it ain't up the general to follow that captain rounds if he obeys that order it's up that captain to implement that order put it in action get it done That general ain't gonna follow him around but if that captain don't carry out that order he may wish that general had followed him around because there's going to be repercussions. See, if you don't, if you aren't come to the place of maturity enough that you're willing to be obedient to the working of the Spirit of God and the voice of the Lord and what God has instructed you to do, somewhere there's going to be repercussions. Don't you worry about Brother Medert chewing and you had to You better worry about the Spirit of God you and you had to Amen. I pray this is going somewhere. I pray this is hitting some good ground. But <laughs> if y'all don't know by now that I love you and I'm fighting for you, there ain't no way I'd stay in a church like this, like I did in Fort Payne for years. Because this way it started out in Fort Payne just five or six. Preached for years until God started breaking it through. But it's what the Lord told me. He said, you stay with the word and you stay with prayer. He said, somewhere it's going to break. Somewhere it's going to break up here. Because we're at the door of a visitation that's greater than the day of Pentecost. Are y'all hearing me? Do you know what happened on the day of Pentecost when Peter came out of that upper room preaching? 3,000. What are we going to do with 3,000 souls, brother, elder? Spirit of God hits, and we we go out here and elegy, and the Spirit of God hits, and God starts working miracles. What are we going to do with 3,000 souls? And there's just one service. Bible said they went to house to house breaking bread. I always wondered, I said, God, why would they go to house to house breaking bread? The Lord finally told me they didn't have a church big enough. They didn't have a church big enough. I mean, my God, man, they didn't even have a church. They got the Holy Ghost, got 3,000 added to them. They didn't even have a church building. So they had to have churches in their home until they got everything ordered. Went to house to house, breaking bread and fellowship. Continued steadfastly in the apostle and prophet's doctrine. Having signs, wonders, and miracles done by the hands of the apostles wasn't done by everybody in the church. It was done by those it was appointed to. The whole church ain't going to do miracles. There are people in church who will never do a miracle. But that don't mean that they won't have a working of the Spirit of God in them. That don't mean God won't bring them forward in the Spirit that they can conquer the carnal mind and overcome the sin nature. But they just ain't ordained to it. The Bible says, and you can look it up, it says, many as were ordained to eternal life. Everybody ain't ordained to it. Y'all hear me? It says in Acts, the second chapter, you get right down the last verse, and I think it says, And great grace was upon them all, and such as should be saved was added to the church daily. It wasn't bad enough. They started out with 3,000 every day, they added more. And then when Peter and John healed that man in the third chapter, and then turn around and you go right in the fourth chapter, get out in the fourth verse, it said, And many believed, and another 5,000 was added to the church. Now, that's the move of God that's upon us. That's the move of God that's right here, right now. And we ain't ready for it. do get ready. Because God ain't putting this word in you for naught. God is placing this investment of this word and this spirit in you to condition you to help people, to help people. I mean, if God just explodes in Ella Fort Payne, Jasper, Alabama, where Brother Mark is, Carrollton, Georgia, down there where my son is, if God just explodes in them four areas, we're going to be so busy, we ain't going to know what, what hit us because people got to have help. Who's going to teach who gonna teach? Who gonna preach? Who gonna... My God, love the Spirit of God falls down there where my son is in Carrollton, and he called me and said, "Daddy, I can't handle this. You gonna have to come help me." And I gotta go for a month. Little shepherd gonna become big shepherd. <laughs> But Donald may not have time. He ain't going to have time, Pastor. He's going to be out here winning souls every day in the streets. LJ and Car-T-K, Blue Ridge. Are y'all hearing me? When this move starts, it ain't going to stop. This ain't going to stop. Don't expect these people that you've worshiped with all your life to come into this. They ain't coming. God's bringing in a new crop. God told me back last fall, he said, new season, new crop, new ministry. I reminded my son of that last night. He said, yeah. He said he didn't say new crop with old seed. I said, you don't have to worry about that, son. I said, what we got now, all of it's hybrid. And hybrid don't reproduce. Y'all part of my straightforwards was like a jackass. A jackass is a product of a donkey and a, a mare. And a jackass can't reproduce. It can't reproduce. It's gotta come out of that mule and that mare. A jackass cannot reproduce. I believe I'm right on that. I believe it's a mule and a mare. That brings that and it can't reproduce. It can't reproduce. You know why? Because if I if I remember my biology right, every everyone is brought forth is a male and he ain't got nothing to mate with, so it can't reproduce. Is it a mule? Well, anyway, it's somewhere in there. I'll have to check it. But if one of them can't reproduce, but it's because it's a product of two different things and they don't have nothing to make with. Y'all hear me? See, God's trying to teach us something. We're going to have a new ministry. We're going to have a new crop. We're going to have a new seed. It's going to be a new thing. New ministry. That's what God told me to bring ministers together in my home over New Year's that would receive this word of this kingdom and I spent three days opening up the revelation of this kingdom the preachers had never heard it and they gladly received it. one pastor's wife said turned bald I mean just tears run down her face she just wept at the revelation of the word so you tell me people ain't getting a hold to this right now and they gonna turn try to get a hold to this when this thing really breaks out uh-uh God ain't gonna allow it you ain't gonna fight for this you ain't gonna labor for this you ain't gonna be, you ain't gonna be partakers of it y'all may not think I know what I'm talking about but the Spirit of the Lord fell on me last night and I prophesied to my son there's fixing me an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Carrollton Georgia and the people he's working with and dealing with ain't Pentecostals. There's fixing me an outpouring of the Holy Ghost on them people. And God said, I placed you there to teach these people when the Spirit is poured out. Because they don't know nothing about it. They don't know nothing about it. Ain't God good. But I'm going back to Joel, the second chapter, and I'm going to see where the Lord will take me after this. You know, we were talking coming up here. And I've told the Lord, my mom in law reminded me. She said, You know, you've told the Lord for years, you just won't teach. And she started showing me some scriptures where it talked about teaching. They ain't no telling what God's fixing to do. Because people got to be taught. People gotta be taught. The Bible said Paul was a preacher, an apostle, a preacher, and a teacher to the Gentiles. I can apostolize, I can preach, and I can teach. (laughs) Amen. Man, I appreciate the Lord today. All right, Joel, second chapter. I'm sorry, it's third chapter. Y'all forgive me. I just feel like something good's about to happen. And I'm not going to let the devil get me all melancholy and whiny. and
1: I just can't make it. Just ain't got the fight. I just ain't got the strength to go no more. Y'all pray for me. Bless his holy name.
0: You get him around me that spirit. I will lay hands on you and it won't be pretty. Can't stand that old. I call it a melancholy spirit. Whew. Lose your fight, lose your strength, lose your hope. Stand in the Place of losing, you call it, You're not possessing the kingdom. My God, don't fight this hard, and then give up the fight. Amen. Y'all with me in Joel chapter three, verse nine? Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up! The mighty men, let all the men of war draw near and let them come up. You've been plowing fields, beat your plowshares into swords. You've been pruning your fruit trees, beat your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say, I am strong. Prepare war. What's complicated about this? Get ready for war. Prepare yourself to go to battle. Get ready to go to war. Nothing complicated. Listen to what God's saying. Prepare war. Somebody wake up. The call of God in these people's lives. Wake up the mighty men. Where are they? Me and my wife was talking the other day. I know people that started out when I did. That God gifted them. God anointed them. God visited them. That they've got gifts. They've got a word. They've got a depth into them. And they're off flying fields. Off pruning fruit trees. Off doing something else. And reminiscing about the call of God and the great gifts and the anointing of God that they've seen moving in their lives. I said, wake them up. Wake them up. Wake them up. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's, there's work of the Spirit of God down inside you, Sister Kathy. You don't even know it's there. God's going to wake it up. He's going to wake it up. It ain't going to be very long till you're going to realize why you've been falling so hard. Because God's going to wake it up. And you're going to feel it rising up in you like a giant. Hallelujah. This is why the enemy fights so hard. This is why the enemy tries to keep you from progressing. Tries to keep you from developing a prayer life and a prayer strategy. Tries to keep you from getting in a daily dedication with the Lord because he knows if he can and he can do that and still lie to you and tell you you're all right. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Well, I know how God used to use me. Let me tell you something. There's hundreds of people out there that can make that statement. Still love God. Maybe still go to church somewhere. Still read that Bible. Still reminisce about the call and the anointing of God. That was one time in their life. But they never do anything to bring it forth. God said, wake them up. Wake them up. Wake them up. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, I appreciate the Lord. Sarah, butre, berita, brat and coins, di e crato, cachicre, ir, branto, miri, branda, be eso, come here, please. Mahatras, bo re, sparabarote, cachicre, franzo. For even my spirit falls deep inside thee, de my daughter. For I have begun to give thee the ability to interpret dreams and visions. Yea, even as my servant Deborah was a prophetess, yea, in the Old Testament, say even this spirit of
1: prophecy, this anointing of a prophetess falls upon thee this day. And I anoint, I anoint,
0: and I step in thee with an indwelling of my authority and my dominion.
1: Draw not back.
0: Worry not about what people will say. Worry not about the, thine ability. For even I say unto thee, as I said to Jeremiah, I have put my word in thy mouth. Say not, I'm a child. Say not, I cannot speak.
1: For even from this day forward, my word is in the mouth of my daughter.
0: And I will take thee into the dreams. I will take thee into the visions. I will take thee in the word of the Lord for my people. Get ready. For many women ministers need thy strength. They need thy help. For many are dying. Many are wrestling. Many are warring. And they can't come forth because of the oppression. I send thee forth to destroy this oppression. I destroy this yoke and bring them forth I, in a new move of my spirit, saith God. For I have spoken, and none can hinder, and none can reverse, saith God. Hula kacharo Y'all better not take a, y'all better not take her for granted. Y'all better not take her for granted. I saw that spirit fall on her Monday night, and I've been praying, and the Lord spoke this to me last night. He's called her to be a prophetess of the Lord, and He's put that word. And I'm gonna tell you something. She speaks some. I've seen it come to pass. I've seen it come to pass. Don't tell don't. There's a lot of people take her lightly, just cause she hadn't preached. Let me tell you something, she's been with me 35 years. And God has schooled her. God has taught her. God has trained her. Before that, her mama trained her to believe the word, trained her in prayer. She's been conditioned for this all her life. God's been getting her ready for this. She's going to speak. She's going to speak the word of the Lord. I'm talking about just like God speak to me and says, thus saith the Lord. God's fixing to speak to her. Do the same thing because they're can't reach everybody and I told her here a while back I said you need to start praying about having women's services at the church maybe once or twice a month I said because there's people need help there's women out here need help there's women with ministries that calls of God on their life they don't know how to proceed forward in them because there's such a male oppression in the ministry you may not think I know what I'm talking about but I'm going to tell you something, even in the circles we run in, there there's male ministers don't have any use for women that are called of God. They don't have any them. They put them down, they mock them, they make fun of them, they laugh at them. They don't give them the opportunities to minister like they need to. From this day forward, if I be a servant of the Lord, by the apostleship God's put on me, he's placed a call in her, and she's going to break this spirit in this area. She's going to break that thing. She's going to drive it back. God's going to raise him up on a, a, a an army of women that's going to possess the calling. Y'all better get ready. This thing ain't sitting still. You want to be a part of this? Better rise up and go forward. Or we are we well able? Y'all hear me? We're well able to possess the land. And the Lord kept speaking this to me. He said, Prepare war. Prepare war. God's people ain't preparing war. God's people go right out of this service today. People are hear this on the live stream. They'll go right out of this service today. They'll listen to this. They'll be under this anointing. I go to Fort Payne to they'll be in this word anointing. They won't get out the door. The carnality will take them back over. I've seen people do it time after time in Alabama. Being such a great move of God, you could feel the Spirit of God so heavy, you could almost touch it. Before they didn't even get out of the church, they'd be just caught up in carnality laughing and joking and carrying on. I know what are there's got to be some sort of discipline to take hold of God's people. If you can discipline yourself to get in a relationship with God every day. I don't care if it ain't ten minutes. There's got to be a discipline in God's people to bring them to a new place in God. Because if we don't, we're going to miss it. We can't keep going the way of our old worship. We can't keep it. It ain't going to produce nothing. It's not what God's doing now. Amen ain't what God's doing now you know there's companies they'll produce things for years and then they'll phase that model out and they'll totally retool their whole assembly line and start making different parts a different model that goes together different that assembles different and you can't put it together the old way can't put it together what God done with you in 1994 brother it ain't there God's got something deeper and greater for you. Y'all hearing me? You can't do this what you're raised in, Sister Kathy. You can't do it with what you're in that nearly destroyed you several years back. That ain't where God's moving now. That ain't what God's doing. Well, God's bringing forth a new thing. Are y'all with me? God's bringing forth a new thing. He's bringing forth a new thing. And we was... I feel like I've revealed what the Lord wanted me to reveal today. But y'all please take these notes. If y'all ain't going to study these notes, I ain't going to keep putting them out there. It ain't going to do me no good to keep studying, because sometimes I spend three or four days studying and praying, and I'll put these notes down and go back and read them and reread them and reread them. Sometimes I spend six, seven hours at that computer rereading notes and getting scriptures and letting God lead me. So if you ain't going to apply them, Hey, I got it, it's in here. <laughs> I don't need to put it down on paper and print it where y'all gonna just read it and leave it laying. Amen. I was talking to my son last night and that's when the Lord spoke to me. And I told him kind of jokingly, I said, Y'all go to Fort Payne? I said, Tell them to get ready, Prophetess Lisa's on the way. He started laughing, and we started laughing. But I knew what God had spoke to me. I knew what God had spoke to me. You know what, too? So I'm gonna tell you something. I can have a dream. She deserved it. Matter of fact, I had a dream here a while back. Got up the next morning. I was telling her about it, and I started talking about it. And she started telling me what the dream was. Started telling me who was in it, how they were dressed, what they looked like. I said, My God, that's like the Spirit of Daniel. It is. King had a dream, and he wouldn't tell his wise men what it was. And he told him, said, You tell me. You don't tell me, I'll put you to death. But if you can't tell me what my dream was, you ain't got to start with. She started telling me what my dream was, who was in it, what they looked like, what they dressed like, their ages, what they represented. God's gifted that's a gift in her I don't have that gift there's there's some things I can discern about dreams and visions but I mean she'd been doing this for several years now she'd tell me things that I'd see in a vision or I'd see in a dream and and she just like that just start spitting out bits and pieces of it and she should gradually you don't get this unless God gives it to you ain't gonna do me no good to be jealous or
1: God, you didn't give that to me.
0: i got enough stuff to deal with already. (laughs) I can use the backup. Amen. How many of you appreciate this service? It just hurts my heart. People aren't here. I told God the other day, I said, God, I said, and I know it's just my flesh. I said, but my Lord, I said, "How how do you want me to train people and teach to preach people when I'm preaching to a half a dozen every week. I said it's like I'm spinning my wheels getting nowhere. We're fixing to have thousands. Y'all may not believe me, we're fixing to have thousands to preach to. I got a banner hanging in that Fort Payne church. Lord therefore give us this mountain. I put it there when I first went to Fort Payne years ago. God's still gonna give us the give us that mountain over there. There's souls all over that mountain. There's people Right down the end of our driveway. we God in the worst kind of way. And at the right time, by the right moving of the Spirit, God's going to start bringing in a new crop. Amen. Did you know that he said the harlots and the publicans would go into the kingdom of God before the children of the kingdom? Don't think you're just going to sit back. And this belongs to you. God said, I'll, I'll reach out there in the streets, and I'll raise up the harlots. I'll raise up the publicans. He said, and I'll take them in this kingdom and reveal it to them. For you know what it's all about. Amen. I appreciate the Lord today. Please take these notes and study them. I believe they'll be a help to you. Let's concentrate on pleasing the Lord. Is that all right? Let's concentrate on pleasing the Lord. Now, let me go ahead and make this announcement before I forget it. We're not going to have Bible study or prayer this week or next week. We are staying over in Fort Payne through Sunday. Well, uh, Michael asked me. I didn't even think about it, but that's our fifth Sunday, and I hadn't even thought about it. So we will not have church here next Sunday, and we will not have prayer next Monday or Tuesday, neither tomorrow or Tuesday because I'm going on back in the night and we're getting ready to go to Fort Payne because She's going home tonight, and if I go home, i just have to drive back up here for prayer and Bible study and then drive to Fort Payne. And I said, there ain't no point in that. Y'all just have to do without me for a few days. Now, unless y'all just want to get in here and pray and have Bible study, that's fine. But I I feel like the service needs to be closed for people to go to Fort Payne. And I'm hoping Saturday and Sunday people can make the trip because we got people coming up far as I know, Brother Mark's church and Brother Harry's church are making that two and a half hour trip up from the other side of Birmingham to be in service with them. I know they're going to be there Saturday. I don't know if it'll be there Sunday or not. But I think Brother Mark's people are coming up Friday and Saturday. And they're coming up Wednesday. Yeah, Brother Mark's going to start the meeting out ministering Wednesday night. We're going to have a great time in the Lord and something will happen. We ain't just going for a good chapel we ain't just going for a feel-good emotional service I'm not going for healing I'm not going for miracles I'm not going for tongues I'm going for something in that resurrected Christ to be revealed in me to be brought forth in me I got to have something. how many of y'all need something in the Lord well let's come with a heart to press him let's come with a heart to press him I'm gonna tell you to me the morning prayer meetings are gonna be good they're going to be good. Awesome. Many, many times I can get in prayer. And I can get more in prayer than I can listening to somebody preach. If I get lost in prayer down there, they can just go off and leave me because I can walk. I won't be that far from Brother Michael's house. I can walk back to the house if I get caught up in prayer. want something to happen. Amen. Tired of going around in circles. Tired of kicking sand out of my shoes. I'm ready for God to part Jordan and ready to cross over and possess the promise. Amen. Hallelujah. Will you raise your hands and give the Lord a good praise? I appreciate the working of the Spirit of God, man. It's been strong in here today. I mean, say the presence of the Lord been good in here today. Hallelujah. So, and yeah, I do appreciate how God's speaking to us. But you know the Lord told me, I think it was 2010 in December, the Lord told me we was fixing to go into a new dispensation. That's when he gave me that scripture in Ephesians 1 and 10 when he talks about the dispensation of the fullness of times. He said everything during this dispensation, all things are going to come together in one in Christ. The dispensation of the fullness of times, that's when the Lord told me, Ephesians 1 and 10, everything that's lacking, that hadn't been revealed all down through the years. He said, I'm going to bring the revelation understanding of it forth in this dispensation of the fullness of times. I can't help it. God talks to me like this. Preachers get so mad at me, they could chew up a railroad spike and spit out BBs. I'm serious. If y'all ain't never heard that, and there's one for your arsenal. They get mad at me, Brother Donald, when I talk about that. Well, you know, I was praying and I heard this, and I was praying and I seen that, and God opened this to me, and God opened that part of the Word to me, and God let me understand this. But I don't spend my time my head in football games and basketball games and running all over creation trying to what they call fellowship. I stay in the Word. I stay in prayer and seeking God. That's why God talks to me. God has chosen me for this calling. I didn't choose myself don't get mad at me y'all be glad God's talking to somebody and y'all ain't just out here preaching good messages don't tell me I preached a good message you will stir something up in me big time when I'm preaching please don't bless him Lord man I used to get that I used to get that when I first started preaching. Bless him,
1: Lord. Bless him. Well, preach, brother. Preach.
0: Or somebody sit there and I will take that thing and lay hands on your I will let you anoint yourself. Sit there like you know. Pour some oil in that thing, and I'll swing it around and smack you right in the middle of your forehead. Cannot stand that old self righteous spirit. Y'all seen it? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I guess I should have quit while I was ahead, huh? I had one little sister, she sat right there every time. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. And finally, I walked up here and said, It's okay, sister. He is. She just kind of looked at me because she didn't realize what she's saying. Just old Pentecostal habit. Bless him, Lord. Well, I tell you what, right now, y'all can bless me, Lord, because I'll receive the tithe and the offering. And I can say to y'all, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. And that's all I ask y'all to do. Give God what's His. Y'all hear me? Give God what's His. Whatever God's blessed you with, 10% of it belongs to Him. You call it tithe, you call it worship, you call it giving, you call it whatever you want to. But tithing is before the law. Did y'all hear me? Tithing ain't under the law, it's before the law. Because Abraham, y'all hear me? Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek, it's before the law. So if God gives you, I don't care if God gives you a bushel of apples, a tithe of that bushel of apples belongs to him. You did, and God will always bless when you do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Do what? She did. She did. Stand on your feet and come honor the Lord. I appreciate this service today. I will. God is so very gracious and good. He is so very gracious and good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, honor the Lord today. I'm going to get myself in all kind of trouble. And I can still, and I can still go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Took another picture down there, Sister Kathy. I believe it said Messy Boulevard. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and check my pictures. But I was sitting there one day, and I looked, and it said, I believe it said Messy Boulevard. Sister Kathy got a picture of me one time sitting there eating, and said, "It's fixing to get messy around here." <laughs> so she said, "Pastor, that fits you." I said, "Well, praise God. I'd rather make it messy around here than I had to go with the flow." and leave people bound. Can't do it. Can't do it. You love the Lord? Let's lift our hands and give him a good praise. Father, we thank you for this offering. God, I thank you for the people that are laboring with me. God, as they obey your voice and they're giving and walking up right before you, Lord, you said the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. Let it be, God, that you bless them, press down, shaking together, running over good measure. Lord, we've got to have a financial breakthrough. Let it be, God, that your people hear your voice. Draw those, God, that are heirs of salvation. Let your name be honored and lifted up. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. It's been good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the church. Appreciate each and every one. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand. We'll just go ahead and be dismissed. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for this day, God. We thank you for each and every one that's here. We thank you, Lord, for the Word. We thank you, Lord, for how you spoke to us, how you moved, God, in the Spirit today, Lord. God, we ask you, Lord, that you go with us, Lord, today, God, as we leave this service, Lord. But, Lord, just keep us in mind, Lord Jesus, that, that that battle that's before us, Lord Jesus, we need to be equipped, God, because we don't have what it takes, God, to to fight the battle that's before us, Lord, but Jesus, we prepare ourselves, Lord, and get ourselves in the place, Lord God, that you can work with us, God, that you can lead us and guide us and show us, God, how to fight this warfare, God, and go with us, Lord, today, God, and keep us safe, God, as we travel, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name, and the church said, amen.